Hello. Uh, how's it going? This is a no one asked us Illini basketball post game special, post game show. Uh, it's not very special. That game was far from special. Uh, he's Craig. I am Logan. Uh, following up the Michigan State Illinois game, eighty eight eighty was the final in East Lansing. Uh, if you're here, get in the chat. I cannot wait to see all the positivity that's going to flow through the, uh, the chat bar. I know the keyboard warriors are out there um, typing away as we speak. And Craig and I have, I'm sure. Was that a shot at me? Because I was typing as you were saying no. that. No, it's it's everybody else. It's flooding Twitter and going to flood the comment section and everything else. Uh, yes. The Illini basketball postgame show. 88-80 is the final. Michigan State wins in East Lansing. Um, it was a good first uh, uh, 33 minutes 32. Uh, yeah, 33 for, minutes. for Illinois. Uh, I think they Illinois had a – Marcus Damask hit a three uh, with 7.38 to go to put Illinois up 72-64. to 64. Uh, From that moment on until Justin Harmon hit a layup with 22 seconds to go, Illinois did not make a field goal. Um, they allowed Michigan state to just crawl their claw and crawl their way back. Um, Illinois committed several turnovers down the stretch. Um, this is the, we've, we've seen the, um, all the flaws, all the flaws this team has came out to play tonight. Um, credit to Michigan state though. That's a game they needed more than Illinois did, uh, Michigan state, the bubble team at this point. And this was one of two quad one wins opportunities they had left so uh credit to them uh they did what they had to do to win illinois could have obviously used the win as well and uh ended up on the wrong side of it hello craig how are you let's hear it what are your thoughts uh i think what you just said is the the story michigan state needed this win illinois didn't need this win it would have been nice uh michigan state needed it and uh, Tom Izzo paid off the refs or something, said, hey, we can't miss the tournament. Help us out here. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, refs, I, I made a – I had an epiphany a couple nights ago. It wasn't even an Illinois game. It was another game that both fan bases were complaining about the refs. I've just come to the fact that college refs, Big Ten refs suck. So you just got to accept it. It's going to be part of the game. Stop bitching about it. Um, so I'm, I'm done with that, but, uh, it came down to Michigan state needed it more and they looked like it. They got down in an eight point hole with seven minutes left and like, like, all right, we gotta, we gotta figure our shit out. Cause if we lose this one, they're on the wrong side of the bubble. Um, now I, I still think they are on the bubble. I don't know what they have left on their schedule. They don't have a whole lot of opportunities. They've said it a couple times on the broadcast that this was one of two current quad one games left. The other one being at Purdue. So uh, they needed this one in a, in a big way. And I think the, this game was nearly decided. I don't want to say decided because there was still six and a half minutes left on the clock, but you just mentioned the Damask three to make it 72 64 with seven thirty eight left. Michigan State goes down, um, miss a layup. It's blocked uh, by Goody. Illinois gets the ball back. Justin Harmon misses a wide-open three. 
that would have made it an 11-point game. Michigan State goes on their run from there. I think it was like 18-4 to four run from there. If if Harmon hits that three, there was another three that I think Terrence missed from that same exact spot that was pretty open. Uh, if I, I say this a lot. If one or two more shots go down, if it got to a double-digit lead with six minutes left, it's a whole different game. I, I think the way Michigan State's season has gone, if they get down double digits with six minutes left, they start to question themselves, um, sulk maybe a little bit, and they don't have the comeback that they did. Um, I see a lot of hate on Underwood here. I don't know how he got out coached. The players just they missed the shots. They, I thought he coached and pretty made the good. turnovers. He, yeah, the the players made the turnovers. Those those turnovers was it Damascus both times. One was yes. Harmon. Harmon and Damask. Well, Damask had well, he was involved in two in a row. Well, I don't know what if I don't remember what exactly played out, but what are you talking about? You're talking late in the game? Whenever that run started where he was trying I know he to had pass a the ball in off. The first half. No, I he had like Harman two in a row in this. Well, he but, had two in a row in the second half. Yes, I think Michael said it in the chat. Coach can't make the shots. Coach can't make coach doesn't make those turnovers. I thought his approach in the second half was great. He got Coleman the ball and kind of did the booty ball with Coleman, but it wasn't booty ball because he's eight inches taller than the guy that was on, and he played the matchups. They said it multiple times on the broadcast. Illinois' offense this year is NBA play the matchup. Get it to the guy who has a mismatch on him, and I thought Brad did a very good job of that. I guess the critique would be in the second half after they got the lead, he went away from that. I guess that's the critique. But I don't have any – I mean, Brad Underwood did not lose this game. It was a couple of missed shots and those turnovers that that we were just talking about. A lot of things that you've said I want to to touch on. Uh, But before we get into all the Illinois stuff, real quick, I just kind of want to talk about Michigan State here at the top, and then we'll we'll go right back at the Illinois. So Michigan State's schedule the rest of the way. This is why they needed this game. They go to Penn State, which is a quad two. And it's really not even close to anything else. Um, then they go to Michigan. And then they host Iowa and Ohio State. And then they go to Purdue, which is the other quad one win. And then they host Northwestern. And then they go to Indiana. They don't have a lot of opportunities left. They have opportunities to win games. But when it comes right. to building your resume, they don't have a lot left. So yeah, uh, we'll I move on from them. Um, for them, they're on the right side right now. So as long as they continue to win, they'll be in. They're just not yes. going to be like a top five seed. Yes. They're just and I be saw in South Bend Hawkeye made the comment too. Again, <laughs> talk, about, talk about Michigan State. This is what they do. Izzo always has those guys playing much better as they get closer and closer to March. That's just how Michigan State plays. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think like, – I'm assuming you were expecting a loss. I was expecting a loss. Today, I wasn't expecting to win, to win on the road. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I wanted Illinois to win this game, and they clearly had this one in the bag with eight minutes to go, but then they gave it away. Yeah. So I'm just as frustrated as everyone else. But I did not come into this game expecting Illinois is going to win this game because they're the better yeah. team. Winning it on the road at the Big Ten is always hard. This is a Michigan State team that is battling for just to get in the tournament, and they're yeah. always going to be good. So – it is what it surprise, is. Surprise, surprise. Um, We're on the same page. Let's 
let's go over some of the numbers here real quick. Terrence Shannon led all Illinois scorers with 28 points, uh, 12 for 13 from the free throw line. Uh, he also had seven rebounds. Uh, Coleman Hawkins was the second leading Illini scorer, 14 points, seven assists for Coleman, only three, reba- three rebounds. When I saw that assist stat come up, I thought we might have been on triple-double watch, but uh, rebounds were not a thing for him or really the whole team. We can talk about that, too. Uh, Marcus Damask was the only other Illinois scorer in double figures. He finished with 12 points, four rebounds, two assists, and those two turnovers that we talked about also had two blocks. Um, other than that, Ty Rogers, eight points. 21 minutes, not sure where Ty was at the, at the end of that game. Another thing we can talk about, uh, Quincy Garrier, only three points. Justin Harmon, seven. Uh, Luke Goody, six. Uh, Dane Danger, two. And then Dre Gibbs Lawhorn did not score in the one minute of play that he saw. Um, he was in the foul. <laughs> That's why Dre played. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, I think the biggest difference here, and they talked about it on the broadcast several times, was the rebounding. Uh, the Illinois has been consistently one of the better offensive rebounding teams um in the big 10 and tonight was just i mean they did win that battle in the end nine to seven but uh the rebounding battle was was a tie was straight even 33 33 um michigan state outshot illinois from the field 53 43 uh they shot outshot illinois from three percentage wise but illinois also shot 33 pointers 11 for 30 from the feet or from three uh free throws illinois was 85 percent from the free throw line um points in the paint another issue for illinois 38 to 22 michigan state had the better there um and illinois did not get much going in transition only only nine fast break points compared to michigan state's 23 uh okay let's talk about the underwood thing because i know a lot of people are chiming in on that and i i don't disagree with you i i don't think this was totally an underwood game to lose I don't understand, and part of it is out of his control, or at least his control at this point in the year. Um, there are certain matchups that just don't favor Illinois. Illinois, as good as they are, and built to do a lot of things on the offensive end of the glass on the on the offensive end of the game, they have issues defensively. Uh, we, I mean, we saw that tonight where Malik Hall just dominated anybody that Illinois tried to throw there at the four. Both Goody and Garrier had nothing, no answer for him. That's a player you would rather have Coleman Hawkins guarding. But when Coleman Hawkins is your five, you kind of have to, you have kind of have to figure that out. And there wasn't a lot of great answers there. Luke Goody had a tough game. Um, also, Marcus Damascus is not a point guard. This team does not have a point guard. <laughs> what else do you want to say? I don't know why exactly uh, Ty Rogers wasn't on the floor for a good chunk of that second half. I, I I imagine it has to do something with you want shooters, but I don't know. Damask wasn't getting the job done controlling the ball tonight. Um, you know, he can still put up his points and he did and he wasn't terrible, but he's again, this team doesn't have a point guard. And when you run into that situation where Damask was struggling, um, AJ Hogard was up in his business all night long. He was making his day a living hell uh, bringing the ball up the court. So the, the Michigan State, I, I don't know whether or not Tom Izzo outcoached Brad Underwood or Brad Underwood was the reason why Illinois lost this game, but they took advantage of the matchups and they took advantage of things of Illinois' weaknesses, Illinois' flaws, and I think that was the difference of the game, at the end of the game. The first 33 minutes may have been different, but they found a way to take advantage of Illinois' weaknesses, and then, as you said, Illinois just missed shots and turned the ball over too. So those things will never 
um, go anywhere when you do that. Uh, where was Ty Rogers? It's I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I don't get it. And I don't, did I tweet it? I don't know if I actually tweeted it. I might've deleted it. Ty Rogers played eight minutes in the second half. I deleted it. I had the tweet ready to go and I deleted it. What exactly does Luke Goody provide other than hitting a three in closing time? It's all, he can't guard a sixth grader, right? He can't guard anybody. Yeah. So, so under five minutes, it's such a liability. How can you have him out there? And it's, I thought about this too. It's it's not a knock on Luke. Um, that's just that's just not who he is. And I know he's a hard worker, and he's going to go. He's going to dive after loose balls and grab rebounds and all that stuff. That's what you want him to do. Uh, but when it comes to legitimately defending other wings or other fours in that situation, like a Malik Hall, he 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 gives you nothing. Um, if he's not lighting it up from three, I I'm with you. I, I don't know. That's, I think that to me is my issue with Underwood at the end of this game. It wasn't necessarily schematics and X's and O's. It was why are certain players out there and other players not? I know Quincy was in foul trouble for most of the game. And maybe that had part something to do with him only playing nine minutes in the second half. I don't know the situation with Rogers. Maybe he addressed, maybe Brad's going to address it in the post game. Maybe we'll learn something about that decision. I don't know. But yeah, I, the Luke Goody thing defensively, he he brings you nothing other than, you know, hustle points. But those aren't actually worth anything uh, in the grand scheme of things. So yeah, that one ba- that one baffles me. The Ty Rogers thing baffles me. Um, not not going to Terrence, I think a little bit more baffled me. I mean, this was clearly his game uh, in the first half, at least. Um, he had a good second half too. He finished with 12 points, but I just feel like down the stretch they were going strictly to Coleman and Coleman had a good night. Don't get me wrong, but like, I don't know. I just feel like those weren't the right decisions his, in my opinion. I didn't even, I haven't even looked at Coleman's final stats yet. Uh, Coleman Hawkins, 14 points, two for seven from the, or from five for 12 from the field, two for seven from three, two for two from the free throw line. This was not three Coleman's rebounds, seven game. assists. He was a plus two, <laughs> plus minus. He was the only Illinois well, player. Yeah, I was going to say most, t- most, most players were minus and plus minus. Um, I was going to say something and I forgot. Where was, I believe it was in the midst of that run when Illinois was up eight and then Michigan State came back with six minutes left. Is that when Coleman thought he got fouled? And Hogard hit a three right in front of Michigan State's bench while Coleman barely crossed the half court line. Could have been. Yeah. Cause that's like I know you tweeted it after he got the te- the technical. Uh Coleman being Coleman, like Manny being Manny, Manny being Manny. Like just play the freaking game, dude. Like I know that's your thing. Like you are demonstrative, you're emotional. Like you can still do that. But just pick the moments like in the middle of a play when they're on a fast break, you can't just put your hands up and stand there and yell at the ref while they're de- Michigan State's on the other end shooting a wide open three. Like that's how you lose games. And then he did something else right back to back. And I tweet, I texted the guys. I said, this loss is on Coleman. Like this was an eight point game and Coleman 
had that mistake that got them the three, and then there was something else. I can't remember what it was. Oh, he made the awesome cut under the basket, and Damask found him, and then he immediately went to throw it out to Terrence, but Terrence had shifted down yeah. to towards the corner. Those were back-to-back plays. I know it for a fact. Yeah. And Michigan State goes down and gets another bucket, and it's a two-point game. Like, yeah. You just can't under five minutes. You just can't do that. And I know you're emotional. And I know you like you are like the all around guy of this team. But you just gotta pick when the right moment is. Yeah, he's he has he has matured. Um, oh, for sure. But he yeah this, and I think the technical on him was I don't know. We nobody knows what he said. Nobody we may never know what he said or what was said or if anything was said. But it, it seemed to me like it was a reputation tee. And I don't understand why he needed to open his mouth anyway. I don't, don't even think he said anything. It, he may not have. Um, I, I it did not look like his mouth moved. I thought both technicals were ridiculous, but I don't know exactly what was said in either situation. So um, whatever. Yeah, Coleman, as great as he was, he did ultimately cost Illinois some, um, some moments uh, down the stretch. How's the chat? Uh, I see Luke Goody's in the chat. I was going to say, what is this? (laughs) I'm going to guess it's not. Probably not Luke. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but thanks for coming, Luke. Appreciate you being here. Um, Yeah, what else? Who who else is in the chat? What do we need to? Anybody we need to talk off a ledge? Um, I know, I know Blake Wadsworth is in the chat. Blake, yeah. I want to, I want to address Blake too, because Blake, Blake also uh, was in my was in my mentions on Twitter, and I would just like to say that Blake Blake's comment to me on Twitter was that Illinois is just average. I do not think Illinois is just average. I, I just I just don't. That that was in response to my Big Ten stinks comment, which I made after Wisconsin lost earlier today. I do not think the Big Ten is average, or that Illinois is average. I think Illinois is better than average, um, but Illinois has a lot of flaws and. You know, like when it comes to the Big Ten, they're the second best team in the Big Ten, maybe the third. I mean, that at, at worst, Illinois is the third best team in the Big Ten this year. And I will be, I don't want to say shocked, but I'll be almost shocked if they finish anything lower than third in the standings. Um, and then when it comes to the tournament, the national tournament, it's really just a matter of matchups. Like Illinois can still shows me they're a team that can, you know, stir things up in the tournament, but we'll just have to see. Yeah, I feel like this Illinois team's not a Big Ten team. This is a this is a different this roster is constructed differently. Yeah. And we know that the Big Ten has not been successful in the tournament. So maybe this is the this is more of a and it's not a hold on. Let me finish my thought here. It's not a direct comparison, but this is like a Kelvin Sampson Houston type team. This is not a like this is not Tom Izzo's team that Illinois just played. This is not a Purdue team with Zach Eady stone in the paint and a couple of point guards around him. Like this is a different kind of roster construction that Brad's trying to see if this is the recipe to to do that. And it's still out there. Like Illinois is going to make the tournament. Ideally, you want one of those top four seeds probably. Um, but even if even if God forbid something crazy happens and they end up as a seven or a six or even worse like this team has a chance i think because this is this yeah. is a difference this, this is what they've been march is what this team was made for so if this team can get to 23 wins in the regular season 
get a four, three, four, five seed. March, the third weekend in March is where we're going to learn if, if Brad's on the right track here. Yeah. No, both, loss, I mean, that's a loss on February 10th at Michigan State does not mean a whole lot. You don't, you rarely win at Michigan State in the first place, even yeah. when they're not playing like they have been in the past couple of years. That pretty much echoes what I've said in the past, where this team has won a Big Ten regular season title. This team has won a Big Ten tournament title. This team has been a number one overall seed. Get me a team that can compete in March. And we don't know what's going to happen. Obviously, if the team plays like they did in the last seven minutes today, that won't get them anywhere. But this team is built for that. And I I, I completely agree with you. I think after Mizzou and like December 27th, the, the day before the whole Terrence Shannon thing happened, I think the Mizzou game gave gave Illinois fans like a a sense of this is a final four team. Like we can make the final four uh, second weekend for sure. Like we're locked into the second weekend now after watching that Mizzou game, I think with everything that's happened, at least me. And I, I think most Illinois fans are the same. Just get to the second weekend. Like even if you get to the second weekend and you lose or get upset by a 12 seed that made some sense, like, that's what we've been calling for since Brad Underwood was hired. I know this team has the potential to make a Final Four. It's there. We've seen it two months ago. But this program's to the point where you need to start some postseason success because they haven't. We haven't had it since 2005. I'm back to just get to the second weekend, even by all means, you know. So there's, we'll see there's how the rest a lot of, of factors. Season happens. But, there's a lot of yeah. factors and. I don't know how much of a factor the crowd played today, but like you're not going to see that type of hostile environment in a tournament game. Like you're just not. So, whatever. Uh, did I do? I wish Illinois won this game. Absolutely, this would have been great for the resume and everything else. But I have more issues and more concerns uh, a few weeks ahead than I really do with what I saw on the court tonight. Uh, what else is going on in the chat? Can we talk Anything? about this? Isn't in the chat, but can we talk about what Beeline has been saying the last couple of weeks or last couple of days on Big Ten Network? Go ahead. I don't have the exact quote, but he says that he's out on Illinois because of the way they're playing. The way they're currently playing? Yes. How Hold they on, me... can't? How they can't close out games? Yeah. No, I, no, 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 I no, could no. Be too. How do you spell? I never know how to spell his name. B-E-L-E-I-N? B-E-I-L-E-I-N. Okay, I got to find it on Twitter. Hold on. Great. This is going to be great content as Craig goes to the Twitter machine to look up old tweets from John Beeline. <sighs> no, it's not. Old I haven't tweet. heard these comments, so I'm I'm no one tweeted the exact quote, but. Uh, on February 4th, there's a tweet. John Beeline just said Illinois has multiple red flags because players are going full hero ball instead of playing as a team. Says that will not lead to wins in March. And then pregame today, three hours ago, John Beeline basically saying Illini players are selfish. Maybe I heard him wrong, but that's my interpretation of what he said. And, of course, of course he goes against Illini. ESPN picks Sparty. Okay, they're just talking about the everyone going against Illinois. That's Greg Frazier was today and Illini Nation underscore on Twitter was the one on February 4th. Um, so he's saying that there's just too much ISO 
which we talked about at the top of the show. That's the scheme this year. It's exploiting the matchups. And again, this might go back to what we were just saying. This team is built different than a regular Big Ten team that have set plays and ball screens and stuff. This is a exploit the matchups. Right. Booty ball. Like give Coleman Hawkins, like give whoever has the mismatch on him. So that's probably where he's coming from. So it's like he's had this March success. So he kind of knows how to do this. Is he right? Sure. Or, or what? Yeah. No, I, I mean, I don't, I don't totally disagree with him, but yeah, it's, it's the style of play that, that Brad's trying to, trying to get to and what they are doing. And it's worked for most of the season. In fact, it worked for most of this game today. Um, the problem with this team right now is that they can't, excuse me, they can't seem to um, finish out games. <laughs> um, this has now been a problem for a few games now in a row uh, where they just, they get a lead and then at some point they just give up, it seems. Uh, and I don't know what that's about. Um, maybe that is on Brad. Uh, who knows? But I think this team is still far more talented than than what that is. But again, Losing at Michigan State is is not like a again sky's not falling. Um, not losing at well, I was going to say Northwestern, but Northwestern is good, and we did do that. Uh, and then it can't be Rutgers because Rutgers who's like who's the doormat of the Big Ten? <laughs> like who would we be embarrassed to lose at right now? Minnesota. They were they had a buy as of a couple nights ago in the Big Ten tournament. Then I then I don't know Penn State. It might be Penn State. Right now it is, yeah. Um, what else? Goes back to your goes back to your thing. The Big Ten stinks. (laughs) (laughs) They do. The Big Ten stinks, and that's why they haven't won a championship in twenty some years. They do. They just they they beat each other up all January, February, and then they get to March, and nobody can do make any sort of noise. Um in in the tournament and that just always seems to happen but i agree i I do think this team was built differently this team wasn't built as a big 10 team they are built as you said more like a houston more like a you know nba style five wings that's just what this team is and like so you're gonna have your weaknesses you're gonna have your flaws this team does not have a point guard this team does not have a true five it well i guess they do have Dane danger but they typically play five wings on the court at one time. And that gives you a lot of advantages. A lot of things you can do that you can take advantage of a lot of maps matchups with that situations with those situations, but it does, it just leave you vulnerable in certain situations. And Michigan state took advantage of those things. tonight. What else? Uh, Chris says, I think the defense is the bigger problem. Honestly. Yeah. I think the defense has been an issue. Um, we, People ranted and raved about Illinois' defense the first half of the season. Um, again, the competition wasn't quite as uh, gruesome um, in the non-con. Uh, but yes, the defense, I think, has has certainly been an issue. Illinois has a few players that can really muck it up defensively. Um, but you also have guys like, unfortunately, Luke Goody, um, who are... I don't want to say a liability, but at times our defensive liability. And I think that's mm-hmm. going to continue to be an issue as we get further and further uh, into this season. Down to 39 
on Ken Palm defense. It was 30 going into today, 39 right now, up to five in offense, which you would like to see that flip-flopped for the March success because defense is, by Ken Palm numbers, defensive numbers are more important in March than offensive. I saw, I see Jay is uh, bringing up a name that we so talked about the other night. Text, <laughs> yeah. Logan texted I, uh, I texted Craig. The other night. Yeah, I texted you, text Craig the other night. Uh, I have intentionally avoided watching Baylor play all season. I just, I just didn't even want to even think about, I hadn't even checked in on Ray J Dennis. I didn't even know what the guy was doing. He could have been putting up two points and two assists a game. I had no idea. Turned on their game the other night. I don't even know who they were playing. And I watched for five minutes and I was sad. I wasn't like totally sad because like I'm still happy with the way the season is going. Like for the most part, obviously today sucked, but like I was sad and you know, whatever. I don't know how Ray J Dennis would have fit on this team at this point. I, I really don't. I mean, I guess I know I was trying to think of who wouldn't have committed. Justin Harmon would be the, would be the, but I feel man. like he was the first one to commit. I feel like he was the first. Well, it was the, it was Terrence and Coleman. They were the last puzzle pieces to fall. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what Ray J Dennis on this team. I mean, obviously you would want him because he's an actual point guard and, you know, good. Um, But I don't know. This team would look a lot different with him than him with him on the court. And I don't know who's, how that would have felt dominoes wise. Um, Let's move on from, from God, from Ray J. <laughs> getting raced. I'm getting. Should we start looking at point uh, guards for next year? Start looking at the transfer portal for next year. I'm not ready for that yet. Uh, I'm still riding high on on this year. I know today sucked. I get it. I get it. Who else? What else we got in here? Um, Blake's still in here. Blake, glad you're here, Blake. With our athleticism and length, we should be playing that old Syracuse press defense. Have a spread, speed teams up so you don't get killed in the paint. Michigan State should never get to 90. Yeah, that's fair. Um. Yeah, I, we gotta, I, we gotta I, remember too. Go ahead. Sorry. You no, I I that. I don't hate that idea. I just I think that leaves you vulnerable to to a lot of things that. Um, I don't know. I I don't hate that idea, and I could see them. You know, I wouldn't be opposed to them trying it out. I don't know if that's the the end all, but I don't hate the idea. What were you gonna say? Um, what do you think of the zone? Should this team try zone more? I've never been a huge fan of the zone. Um, but in certain situations, it may be useful. Um, this team is obviously built to do certain things um, and guard certain players, and they can guard certain players really well. But I don't know. Maybe a zone isn't a terrible thing, but at this point, it's hard to work that in too much um i don't know how much they've worked on it we haven't seen it all that much this season so couldn't hurt to try because right now the defense is is certainly a problem um you got some chances to win some games here coming up so maybe maybe you try it out i don't know do you want to see it um i go back and forth because this is so because the defense has struggled so much, I, you got to try something. Um, 
so I don't hate the idea of it. But like they said on the broadcast, I really like uh, Lapis. Yeah. Is that his name? I really I thought he's kind of wonky and a little out there, but I think he knows his stuff. And like he's right. Obviously, you don't just throw that out there if you haven't practiced it. So, yeah, give it some time in practice. And if try it five, six possessions a game, I really like coming out of timeouts with it. Because the team likely spins the whole time out scheming something up against your man to man. But if you come out zone, that timeout completely goes goes to waste. So in situations like that, or when you drop back in zone and then the coach yells, you know, from from the bench, like gives it a like claps or has some sort of signal like not like says now, and then the team just like real quickly switches to the zone to catch them off guard. I like it in those situations to try and steal a possession, but I wouldn't do it too much. You're a real strategist. Grew up around uh, the game. Do you see the comment from Matthew John Vanderbilt? Uh, I do Making see sure that. we are aware of Ray J's um, <laughs> stats. Thank Let's you. See what, uh... Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, Matt. Um... Let's see. Jay's in here. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I mean, we can just keep, you know, commenting on Illinois leading assist man this year is Marcus Damask with 3.5 per game. Coleman Hawkins, Terrence Shannon, Ty Rogers, each with about 2.5. And Ray J. Dennis has 6.4. Yeah. <laughs> what else? What, what else do we need to say? I'm, what else can I'm be good. said? Um, Good. it sucks. I mean, I get there's it. a game there's a like stretch here coming up that's not the toughest. No, no, there are very winnable games. Let's talk about it. Uh, Illinois, after this game, next up Tuesday, they host Michigan. Um, without Doug McDaniel, I believe. Without Doug McDaniel, uh, quad three win, a very winnable game. Um, and then they go to Maryland and to Penn State. Um, would definitely like to get the Maryland game back. Um, so if you can win at their place, makes you feel a little better. And then Penn State's not very good. So I would very much like to go see them go 3-0 and the next three games. It gets a little tougher after that. Um, Iowa, Minnesota, and then they round it out with Wisconsin, Purdue, and Iowa. So I think you need to go 3-0 and your next three games just to make yourself feel a little better. Um, you have to remember, this team is – Still the second or third best team of the Big Ten. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. Rutgers or w- Wisconsin has just lost, what, two in a row? Um, four. They, they've they lost four in a row. I didn't even think about that. Wisconsin has lost four games in a row. So yeah. you probably aren't going to catch Purdue, but like – the the two seed is very is very attainable, man. Like, I've been saying this for weeks now because I figured Purdue would win the conference. Yeah, but it was no, it was the Purdue Wisconsin game. We were trying to figure out, you know, like who would be better for Illinois. To, like who do we want to win? And I've been like Purdue. We want Purdue, we want Purdue to win. That way they're the one because Illinois and Wisconsin will probably. We're at the point now where Illinois needs to be two or three. Because if they drop to fourth in the Big Ten, then you're getting Purdue on Saturday of the Big Ten tournament. 
instead of in the championship on Sunday. Correct. That's, I mean, and that's the way it's going to. What do the standings look like right now? I know Illinois (laughs) is still two now, especially after Wisconsin's fallen off the face of the earth. Um, Okay, ESPN, get it together. Uh, okay, so Purdue is ten and two. Uh, Illinois is eight and four currently in sole possession of second place in the conference. Wisconsin, even with the four losses, has dripped only dipped to being a half game back, eight and five, um, and then seven and five Northwestern, six and five Minnesota. Minnesota is currently the five seed. <laughs> That's what you said that going to Minnesota and losing would be bad, but I was like, they oh had a, man, if the season started. If the big 10 tournament started two days ago, they would have had a double bye. And Penn state is this, <laughs> this conference yeah. is terrible. Um, oh no, my I, God. It's so bad. I mean, looking at the schedule, I see like six and two, which would make Illinois 14 yeah. and 14 and six is probably a two or a three seed and yeah. 23 and eight on the season, which is a top four seed in the tournament, you yeah. know, like everyone. And I think someone said it uh, in the chat. Yeah. Michael said end of the season is a bear. I mean, the only team you're scared of in the big 10 now is Purdue and you get them at home. You know, I mean, it's going to be tough to win at Wisconsin. Wisconsin's still a tournament team. Um and the, you do end with three quad one games, but at Iowa doesn't scare me like it used to. At Wisconsin, the way they're playing, Illinois won there. They they broke the Cole curse. So, I mean, I think these next five are very winnable. I think you need to go five and zero oh in those next five, and then take one or two of the final three, and you're in a good spot. So, we can bitch and moan all we want about how this game ended, but Illinois is still very much in position to get a two or three seed in the big 10 tournament and a three, four or five seed in the NCAA tournament. I think both of those, all of those things are very much attainable still. Uh, and it's February 10th. Okay. Uh, let's shut this thing down. Next up, Illinois hosts Michigan. That's on Tuesday night. I don't know what time. I don't really care. Uh, we will be on after the game. There is only uh, one nine o'clock Eastern game left. That's Minnesota. The Lord. Yeah. Thank the Lord. Yeah. Also, no Sunday yeah. games. It's all until the end. Iowa Sunday. Uh, hell yeah. Tuesday night, Michigan. Uh, we will be here for the post game following what hopefully is a nice bounce back win for the Illini. Um, seven o'clock Eastern. Seven o'clock Eastern time. Early night. Uh, eight games left. Uh, as you said, I think winning six of those is very much uh, a good goal to have. Um, Winning seven would be great. Uh, and honestly, at this point, I would take five. So anything else, Craig? Going to the Louisville game again. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Who they got? Uh, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. Hmm. Sky going to play? He played the other night. They should have beat hmm. Syracuse at Syracuse. He played. Okay. He hit a three to tie the game. And then Syracuse had a. No one got back for Louisville. He hit a three to tie it with like 10 seconds left. No one got back. And they threw like a full court pass and got a layup with three seconds to to win it. Yeah, it was an atrocious ending. <laughs> Go cards. Yeah. All right, that's going to do it for us. For Craig, I'm Logan. We will see you guys on Tuesday one more time. Uh, Michigan State 88, Illinois 80. 
We'll see you on Tuesday. No, Kaylee, I'm not driving down. Bye. <laughs> and no, no casino either.